but you need to be educated on NILs. You need to understand that every dollar that you get is not just for you to spend, right? You're going to have to put some of it away for taxes because you are now a taxable uh, revenue generating person, right? That's community that, that, that is contributing to this entire system, right? Welcome back to the baseball playground. This is your host, Jacob Odell and coach Matt McGowan. And today we have the host of the player's plan. He's also a coach, former pro baseball player, and he's all around a great guy, Ray, Welcome to the baseball playground. What's up guys. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for having me all the way out here in New Jersey. Um, I'm part of a firm that, uh, yeah. is, is part of a larger firm that happens to manage, uh, you know, a, pr a pretty good uh, amount of assets and, and, and more importantly, we're, we're helping uh, a pretty good amount of people in the country. And that's kind of, uh, I guess what we're going to talk about today. Absolutely. Uh, talk to us about the player's plan. I know that's yeah. something that, that you, you know, you've started and it's, it's great. We've looked into it and, and we have people that are extremely interested in it. Tell us about it. Yeah. Like, well, first of all, listen, um, I just want to say thank you for even asking about that because, you know, my story, I, I think is somewhat unique and interesting, just like, I'm sure, you know, your story, everyone's got an amazing story. And I, I think one of the first things I want to say is I think more of us need to tell our stories, right? Because it, it helps so many other people. Um, the reason why I'm grateful for you asking about the player's plan is um, it's probably the newest chapter of my story. Um, you know, I, I used to play pro baseball once upon a time for a very, very long time. Um, I luckily listened to my mom and dad who used to get on my case and told me to make sure that I finish, uh, finish college and go back and get my degree. And I did. And, um, I was able to make, uh, what has been really a life-changing career pivot into wealth management, which I'm grateful for. Um, and because, um, I was the newest advisor that joined the Levine Financial Group out here in New Jersey. I'm the newest, but also the only former pro athlete um, on the advisory team, which made for a lot of interesting uh, conversations uh, of me sharing my experience playing ball. And one of them was how I would tell them how many people would come into the clubhouse, um, whether it be from short season A ball, all the way to AAA or major league spring training clubhouses, um, how many people would come and talk to us players about uh, what glove contract you wanted, what kind of cleats you wanted, uh, is your agent working hard to get you a baseball card deal so you can make a little bit extra money. Um, but no one in 14 years ever pulled me aside and said, hey, Ray, I know you're digging yourself now. You're 25. You're trying to work, trying to work your way up to the major leagues. But let's go for coffee and talk about life when you're 45 and married and, and possibly a father and you have a mortgage. Um, you know, I know a lot of kids in their 20s and early 30s when they're chasing that dream probably don't want to have that conversation because they're so focused on the now. Um, but unfortunately for me, those 20 years flew by in 20 minutes and that's where I am today. And I could kind of see how important having those kind of conversations are for pro athletes, college athletes, and equally for families and parents of kids that are about to go on that journey. So um, because of that, uh, my firm was very supportive and kind of have given me the runway to start our own sports division, which is called the Players Plan. And uh, my goal is to help as many people that call sports their home and and help them plan better for a better future. I love it, man. That's awesome. And like the first thing that I want to touch on with that is what are some of the common misconceptions that family families have about the college finance process? Yeah. Um, Great question, broad question. Um, I'm going to give you a really broad answer just so people can kind of get a kind of a, a pretty strong grip on it, right? I'll give you a quick example. Um, unfortunately, like every player, you get too old to play and you have to retire and, and 
walk away from the game. And luckily for me, although I'm in this space in wealth management, I'd still coach a great, great deal, right? I leave, I'm leaving the office here in, in about an hour or so when I'm done with you guys. Um, and I'm going to head to my, my second part of my day as a coach. Um, one of the biggest misconceptions um, when it comes to college financing is this. Uh, my son or daughter is 8, 10, or 12. They love the game. They work hard every single day. We just got lucky and uh, we, we landed a great coach like a Coach Diamond who was just a guest on, on your show or maybe someone like myself now who has a little bit of a following on social media. And that mom or dad is so pumped to be working with this kind of coach that they're convinced that over the next two, four, or six years, that son or daughter is going to earn a full scholarship and that's their ticket to affording college. And it is the biggest misconception because rule number one, any good college baseball or softball coach, I'm almost positive on the softball side as well too. Um, I'll give you an example on the baseball side, 11.5 or 11.7 scholarships. Um, when I played college baseball many, many years ago at Seton Hall, we had a roster of 30 or 35 players. From what I'm hearing now, post-COVID, some of those rosters are 35 and 40 players. So coaches feel that it's necessary to break up the 11.7 scholarships into as many pieces as possible so that everyone can get a piece of the pie. Well, if you go to a really big name school, I'll just give my, my school as an example, which isn't the biggest name school ever, but I'm a proud alum of, of Seton Hall University. Pretty darn good baseball program, Big East Conference. Very, very expensive. Um, it doesn't take a math genius to understand that if my head coach broke up 11.7 scholarships amongst 35 players, mom and dad still have to pay quite a good portion of that college tuition. So, you know, if there are any mom and dads out there that are listening to, to your show and listening to this episode, um, you know, in particular, my first, my, my first recommendation would be take a hard look at, you know, how much is, it's going to possibly cost your son or daughter to go to college, even if they do earn uh, an athletic scholarship because more than likely it's going to be a partial one. 100%. I, I tell a lot of the players and parents that I discuss with, you know, these coaches are not going to give you a full ride mm -hmm. and they're going to give you a partial scholarship. And it's because they can't miss if they give you a full ride and you end up not being the guy or yep. the girl. Um, it's, it really sets them back for the next couple years. So parents have to understand that, Yes, a partial scholarship is great, but make sure your child has good grades, get those Pell Grants, 100%. get those academic scholarships, yep. because that all adds on to your stuff. So I, I think you're absolutely right. I, when we spoke, you know, I was like, oh, I have a 529 account for, for my for my kids. <laughs> and and I'm super proud of it, right? Like it's it's something that started up, they're, they're five and two. Um, you know, there's not much in there, but it's something that, you know, is gonna create a foundation for them. What do you think about the 529 account? I know you talked to me. You said there's plenty of options. I'd love to run through some of those options. Well, I, I think, listen, I think um, I, I think my answers are going to be very similar to how I coach, right? And I think this is a good sign uh, for any parents that are working with good, with good baseball and softball coaches is this. The first thing I said to you when we had a conversation, right, I really didn't even get to too much detail was, first of all, the fact that you are, you and your family are saving and contributing into a 529 plan is just an incredible trait. It just shows that you're a great father and that you're thinking about your children's future. Um, and that to me is very equivalent to a young player that's like, yo, Coach Ray, I, j I just want to get to work, man. I'm willing to put in the time. I'm willing to sacrifice. I'm willing to be here. That's the first ingredient. I think what we're trying to do here with the players plan is we're just really trying to educate as many players and their families that maybe the one practice or uh, the one routine piece that they think is the end all 
It may not necessarily be. It may be part of it, right? For example, um, a lot of players have talent. A lot of players have a certain technique that is working great for them, and then they go to a, another level. And then all of a sudden, they start to hit some bumps in the road. Um, a good coach may not completely change everything. They just may add another little ingredient to the plan. And that's exactly what the player's plan is all about. So in regards to a 529, what I like to say is it's a great, it, it's a great habit. It's a great behavior. Um, it, it, it's, a, it's a strong option. Is it the strongest? Let's have a conversation. Is there something else that we could look into to show you how to possibly optimize that, that plan that you have for your children's future? Um, that's where we're coming from is a lot of times we're told, even coaches will tell certain players, do it this way. And the player only does it that way, not knowing full well that if they are just able to kind of stay open-minded and say, this has worked for me for so long, but maybe if I just listen and add something new to what, to whatever is working already, it could be even bigger and more productive. And that's kind of like, you know, that's, that's, that's the kind of, uh, perspective that we're trying to give people. As you're setting up, say, the 529 account and everything in between, as a parent, loans can be super scary, right? Like taking out yeah. loans, you can't, you know, like you have your mortgage to pay, you have other things that you need to take yep. care of, and a loan can be very frightening. Daunting. Yeah, daunting in total. And so what are your, your thoughts on loans? Because I know that there's subsidized loans and I know that there's unsubsidized loans. So break yes. me down kind of the loan process that maybe you would run with a kid. Okay. So that, you know, that once again, that's another great question. And, and I don't want you guys to feel like, um, I'm not giving too much detailed answers. And the reason why that is, is for this reason, right. Um, and I'm going to keep using the baseball analogy. Like when I coach my first red flag for a hitting coach is this, if you ever hear a hitting coach say, well, everyone has to hit this way, right. We've all, we've all seen the term, yeah, the you know, hit cutter. The cook, I was just going to say that, right? Hitting is not cookie cutter, right? If you have a kid that projects to be the size of Aaron Judge and then you have a kid that was my size, um, embarrassingly small and skinny in high school, if the coach is teaching both those players how to hit and use their body the same way, it's a red flag, right? So the same thing in regards to that question in regards to loans. Um, it really, and to just to be quite honest, it really depends on the family, you know, it really depends on, you know, what kind of income mom and dad have, you know, what kind of lifestyle that family is living, you know, how large is the mortgage payment? Um, are they living beyond their means or below their means, right? So what we do at Living Financial Group, but more importantly now, or specifically with the players plan for, for athletic families is we just take a hard look. They come in for the meeting and we take a really deep dive and say, okay, this is what the family's bringing in. This is how much it costs them to live. This is how much they have saved or have not saved for their, their children's uh, you know, college, future college expenses. And then we take a look at that and we say, okay, now here are some options. So for some families, certain loans may be beneficial, worthwhile, or even smart to take. Whenas other families, they may be having coffee or, or, you know, or, or having a conversation at the office water cooler and one family may give another family advice and it may not apply the same way. That's why it's just like coaching. Um, good coaches will take the time to identify specific needs of a player and understand that each player is different. And I think that's what I'm most proud of, uh, of our work here at Levine Financial Group and the players plan as well, too. We're creating, we're, we're creating the players plan but the plan is specifically tailored for each individual player 
and their families. So every plan, although might have some similarities and might have some basic fundamentals as good coaches would, would teach, um, there are also going to be some, you know, some tailored and individualized things for their plan that they should feel good about. Is there an ideal time to start working with you or working with somebody for the player's plan or, or just kind of figuring out when to start, you know, finding out the financial situations um, that a family might have to go through? Right now. <laughs> right now. Right now. Right, so, right so now. time doesn't matter. So, so whether you're a senior in high school or whether you're, your child's eight years old, you, you say it doesn't matter. Let's, let's do it right now. Let's um, – yeah, and I apologize for, for jumping in. I'm, I'm going to tell you why I was so adamant and so quick for that answer, unlike the, the, the first few questions you asked me. Um, the answer is right now, and, and it's for this reason. Whether it's you guys out there, which I'm, I'm, I'm super pumped for that you guys are, are, are providing this platform for your listeners, I think – I honestly think it's just going to change the game, I think – all of us coaches and players need a show like this. Um, whether it's you guys out there in California, whether it's me out here in, in my home state of New Jersey, um, whether in your 40s like me, 20s or 30s maybe like you, or a mom and dad who just had uh, their first child, um, our greatest asset is time. That's just the reality. Our, great, our greatest asset and most valuable asset is time. Um, and we don't know how much how much time we have, right? When we're younger, we think we have forever. When we're older, we're like, man, what I would do to have a few more years. But from a parent's perspective, right, I, I can relate. I have a three-year-old daughter. The greatest gift I can give my daughter is saving and planning for my daughter today, not waiting until she's 12 and not waiting until she's 22. And I say that respectfully. Every family's different. Some families are really, really, especially in these last few years, so many people are just working and grinding just to make ends meet. And I, I cannot express how much... I respect that. That's why I feel like everyone needs a plan, right? And I'm going to tell you why I'm so adamant about the time is now. I am extremely angry. Not angry is the wrong word because I really don't get mad. But I'm angry and disappointed in myself because I went through my 20s. I went through my 30s chasing the dream, climbing the minor league ladder, traveling the world, playing the game I love. And I never, ever, ever truly took the right amount of time to think about life after baseball. Did I understand? Of course, God willing, I would be around after. Of course I did. But I never really took the time and said, do I really need to buy another $150 pair of sneakers because I hit another home run? Did I really take the time and ask myself, is it necessary to buy that second or third cup of Starbucks coffee because that was part of my daily routine before I headed to the stadium? And what that $25, $50, or $100 a month could have done for me 5, 10, 15, 20 years later. And that's why I'm disappointed in myself because I feel like I'm in a good place. You guys see some of the stuff I'm doing on social media. I'm, I'm very fortunate. I, I'm married. I have, I believe, the coolest, dopest three-year-old daughter of all time. I feel like I'm the dad of a cartoon character. Um, I, I, I'm, very, I'm very lucky. But I still have a long way to go. And there are things that I want to accomplish that – being in this space, I think to myself, if I had the advisors that I work with in this office every day when I was 25, I would be in a completely different spot financially, completely different spot. And, and that's why I'm so passionate about wanting to help people in the sports space, because although some of the higher round draft picks and the guys that are signing big contracts that have made it in the big leagues, they already have their people for sure. Um, and I still believe we can help people in that space, too. I know there are hundreds and thousands of younger Ray Navarrets that just signed their contract in the minor leagues or the new kids in college that are 
getting some NIL money or these mom and dads that are literally spending thousands of dollars a year for lessons with good coaches, but aren't taking the same amount of time to plan for the next three, five or 10 years when it's time to really face that, that challenge of how are we going to pay for our son or daughter's college tuition? So then let me ask you this. What is step one that a family should do before even getting into contact with you or the players plan? Um, that's an awesome question. And honestly, I'll take myself, uh, I'll take myself out of, of the shoes of, of me and the player's plan. Um, and I'll, I'll take a look at it from being a dad. Um, I would sit down and have a family conversation. So if that's, uh, you know, if, if a household is lucky enough and you know, mom and dad are married and everyone's in the same house, sit down, have, have a glass of wine or a cup of coffee and say, all right, so what's the deal? Are we saving for, for our children's future? Like, are we, are we contributing every month? Do we have a 529? Um, are we putting it somewhere else? Do we have a, a game plan? Do we have an expected inheritance? Wh whatever the case is, just have that conversation have that conversation. And, and I would say probably the conversation should be a little more detailed. How old are the kids? Are the kids two, five or seven? Okay. You haven't talked to your kids about what college they want to go to, but maybe your kids are 10, 12, 14, and they're playing high level travel sports. And now your kids are expressing like, Hey, mom and dad, I, I want to go to Harvard or I want to go to Miami or I want to go to Ohio State. At least now you can start putting some pieces to the puzzle like those schools I just mentioned aren't cheap. So now you can ask yourself as a family, sure, we are trying to save, but are we saving enough? You know, are, are we are we saving enough of our income? Are we spending too much? Um, so number one, have the, have the family conversation. You can have it in the privacy of your own home. You don't have to worry about anybody, uh, you know, judging you. I know that's a, that's a big deal. Um, in the financial space, you know, people are, are apprehensive sometimes to take a meeting because they either think number one, they know it all and they're killing it. And there's always something to learn as we know. And the other side of the coin is a lot of people know deep, deep down in their heart that they need help. Um, they would love to work with, with people like us, um, whether it's here in New Jersey or in their home state, but they're nervous to take the meeting because they might be a little bit embarrassed of, you know, my life looks better on the outside on, in, on Instagram, but if they really took a hard look, you know, I don't want them to know I have excessive credit card debt or I might be behind on a car payment or I only have a few dollars in my savings account. And a lot of times people are just scared to take a meeting because they don't they don't want that information to be out because they feel like they're going to be judged. Um, and what we like to tell people all the time is this. Number one, at least with us here at Levine Financial Group and, and the Players Plan, there's absolutely no judgment. We're in the business of helping people. And more importantly, number two, if you went to a doctor and you got a scary diagnosis, but the doctor said, hey, listen, if you just follow this plan, everything's going to be fine. More than likely, all three of us, we would go home and make those changes so we would be healthy. Um, I don't think anybody would say, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. I'm just going to ignore it. So that's what we like to tell people too is like, yeah, sure. Maybe at first you, you don't want to talk about those things, but 99.9% .9 of the time, there's always a way to improve whatever situation you're in, regardless of how, you know, discouraged you might be. And, and that's why I fall, I've fallen in love with this, with this line of work. It's very similar to coaching baseball. I know it may seem crazy, but it really is. Um, I'm in the business of coaching baseball because I love to see the reward on the kids' faces, whether they're 18 and they just found out they're getting a scholarship or eight years old. And now they, now they learned how to finally hit live pitching, right? The same reward you can see a husband and wife in their 40s or 50s feel like, wow, after all these years of struggling, we now have a plan that's going to turn our life around. Um, there's a there's a direct correlation between the two. 
you you touched on a really really awesome piece of information which was having that conversation as a family mm-hmm. yeah a lot of parents and you know a lot of players don't know how to ask their parents like mm-hmm. hey how are we preparing not only for our family's future but you know for my future like in a yeah. selfish reason of like how as a player is my family helping me out how can a kid almost approach their parents in a way that's not necessarily fearful because a lot of kids are afraid to talk money with their parents and a lot of parents are afraid to talk money with their kids. So how does a kid in a family start that conversation, start that initial approach with it? Yeah, it's another great question too. Um, It's a great question because I'll be honest with you. I I don't necessarily know if I had those kind of conversations with my mom and dad and they were they're amazing. They're an amazing mom and dad. Um, I didn't have those kind of conversations until maybe, you know, a few years ago. Right. So I can't imagine what it's like, um, when you're a little bit younger. Um, but I'll go back to, to my answer before, um, you just start, you know, just start. So if you're a younger kid listening to this episode and you know, maybe you're, you're 14, 15, 16, you know, some of these kids now they're, they're learning things on TikTok and Instagram. Some of it is, is valuable information. Some of it's incorrect, but they're learning. And I hear some more of my players are talking about finance and how they can make money and flip sneakers here and make a profit here. I think those kind of conversations are cool. So if you're one of those kids, if you're one of those players, Hey, ask mom and dad, say, what's going on? What are you guys doing? Are you, are you, Hey mom and dad, are, are, are you guys big into your 401k or, um, how are you guys retiring? Um, you know, do you have an IRA or, you know, things like that. Start asking about, um, interest rate and, and mortgage rate. Maybe mom and dad don't want to give answers to that, but I think the mom and dads would be like, wow, it's kind of cool that my son or daughter is asking these kind of questions. Um, but in regards to, you know, children asking their parents about how they're planning for their future, I do believe it's a valuable conversation to be had because I will say this, every one of us are different. Each household have their own values and their beliefs and perspectives, right? But I know this now that I'm a father. I know that every mother and father, they work their butts off so that their children can be in a better position than they were, right? Regardless of how well their mom and dad did, right? It's just innate in us. We want to do right by our children. We want to take care of our kids. We want them to have a better life than we had. And that's why I feel that it's the responsibility of every mother and father to put their children in the best position to succeed. That doesn't mean buying success, I'm not hinting at pay extra money and make sure the coach is going to bat my son third. I'm not saying that. I'm saying every mom and dad should take the time to have a plan for themselves and their children's future so that their children can be in a position to teach that that kind of value to their children. And all of a sudden, your family now has a legacy. And that's a big word that we use here at the office. And that's a big word that, that we use at the player's plan. Um, you don't have to be a Hall of Fame athlete, professional athlete, a celebrity type of athlete um, to have that word legacy linked to you. We all can leave a legacy. I think the problem that I'm realizing is so many so many parents, so many people, they punch in nine to five, they're working their tails off for 20, 30 years just to make ends meet and that's it. And it doesn't have to be that way. Like each one of us, each family, each individual, we have a chance to, to leave a legacy to our children. And, uh, that's part of the education process with, with, with our firm and with the player's plan. I, I've been lucky enough, uh, you know, again, to start that 529 account for my kids and, and set money aside every month. And, but coaching baseball and, and you know, I, I coach 
at a school that, you know, we have two drastically different types of students. Socioeconomics yeah. is, is completely different. We have yeah. some that are very wealthy and some that aren't. Yeah. And it's great because I love them both. I love all the players that we have. And, and the question, the biggest question I have is, can a player come up to you themselves and say, hey, listen, I work at this restaurant and I want to put some money away for yes. my college. Yes. Is there rules and regulations on how old they have to be? Or is it, you know, are you allowed to to take that meeting, Ray, and, and make sure that these kids are, you know what, hey, man, I'm going to put 50 bucks aside every month, um, you know, because I work at, you know, Starbucks or I work at, you know, this mom and pop restaurant mm -hmm. and, and I'm putting my tips, you know, towards my college fund. Yeah. Um, yes. The, the answer is yes. Uh, I was going to say the answer is yes and no, but the answer is yes. Um, of course we can, um, more than likely, let's say, for example, some of my players, I have our own travel organization here, double major. We have players that are 11, 12 and 13 years old. I also train out, you know, players that are playing for some other big time organizations that are 16 and 17 years old, more than likely similar to where you are, um, in Monmouth County, we have some very, very high net worth families, extremely high net worth families. And then we have an amazing middle class set of families here that may feel like, you know, they, they can't do some of this stuff. Um, the reality is, is, is that they can, um, you know, if you're, if families are out there doing a 529, they can come and take a meeting and we can show them that there are better options to do that. And to your point, um, a lot of people get scared because they're like, man, I would love to have a financial advisor. I would love to say that I work with a firm. I would love maybe hopefully in the future, like I'm part of the player's plan roster, but it's going to cost me a fortune. One of the biggest misconceptions ever, right? I'll give you, you know, off the, like, I'm not gonna say off the record cause we're on a podcast, but I have a client right now that is contributing a hundred dollars a month for his kid. I have another client that he's like, I just want to start $50 a month for his child. Right. With the hopes of his career is going to grow and some of his credit card debt's going to decrease and he's going to be able to increase that. And it's just like anything. Right. So that's what I always say is take the meeting, right. Let us take a deeper dive, start a plan. Even if it's small, it's like going to the gym. We all want to be in great shape and get jacked. Well, on the first day, you're not going to be jacked. You're not going to be jacked. Maybe, you know, maybe you want to get on the treadmill. And we all know if, if you're not a runner, you're not going to be on the treadmill for that long. Right? The first week, you might be on there for five minutes. But two years later, you might be one of those dudes on the treadmill for two hours. Right? The same thing with your financial plan and your college savings. Maybe this month, maybe March 2023, you only can put $50 a month in. But two years from now, it could be 500 a month. It could be 1,000 a month, right? And that's why I always say for, for anyone who's listening, whether it's a mom and dad, an aunt and uncle, um, a young athlete, just get started. Take the meeting, ask some questions. Um, it's always the people that start soon, that start early, are the ones that really benefit at, at the end. You know, because time, right? Time, time is, time is its biggest asset. It really is, you know? So for, for any of the youngsters out there, if, if you are listening to this or you've listened to some other things or finance or, or, or planning your financial future is important to you, if you're lucky enough to come um, from a home where you, have, uh, where you have a parent or both parents or an aunt and uncle or grandma or grandpa that's in your life, um, just ask. Say, say, hey, mom and dad, hey, grandma and grandpa, I'd love to take a meeting. And we'll take a meeting with mom and dad and, and the student athlete. Like that's what it's all about. That's what the player's plan is all about because you know what's going to happen. And I apologize, I'm rambling. If you teach a young 16-year-old, 18-year-old, 21-year-old some really awesome financial habits, don't you think that when he's 41 or 42 or 43 and he's the dad, he's going to teach those same 
awesome habits to his children. And then all of a sudden we have a new generation of people that are, are taking more responsibility for, for their finances. They know how to utilize their money more. They know how to leverage their money. They know how to accumulate wealth. That would be, uh, to me, that, that would be a, a great place to be. You're absolutely right. I mean, that's why we do chores, right? Or at least I did when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you better believe it. So you earned a little extra money and, and you understood yep. that, you know, you work for something and you get something in return. And, and, yep. uh, but the second part of my question was a kid, high school kid, he's 17 yep. years old. He's 16 years old. Can he meet with you? Does he yep. have to have a parent? Maybe the parents aren't involved. Maybe something's not, you know, maybe they're not around. Is that something that is, is allowed? How, how can you tell me more a little bit about Yeah, that? great, great question. I mean, from where I sit right now, um, from where I sit, um, I would do I would do my best part and my best biggest attempt to communicate with someone in the family. Um, and, and, and I could just be very, very honest. I haven't come across that yet where um, I had access or was working with a younger player that wanted to maybe talk more about something like this and did not have someone, someone in their life um, that was some sort of guardian figure, um, you know, so, um, you know what, I, I'll take a look, but right now, um, I haven't come across that. Um, my guess would be just as a, as a person who wants to help. Um, I know this, our firm would find out exactly how we can navigate that, right? How we can navigate that. You know, my, yeah. my, my, my gut is we're not going to have any 11 or 12 year old, uh, <laughs> fans of coach Ray all day that are, that are going to listen to this and want to stroll in for a meeting next week. Um, but let's say to your point, if there was a 16 and 17 year old kid who's, you know, working hard, has a part-time job, wants to change the trajectory of his life, maybe his family and, and those generations before him, he doesn't like wh where that was. He wants to be different and he wants to have a conversation. Um, you know, just like I would do in a, in the cage, I would have a life talk with him and kind of see. And if there was an obstacle because there might not be a parent or guardian, um, we, we would best navigate and try to find uh, a solution to that because at the end of the day, like I always say, Livian Financial Group, the players plan, we're in the business of helping people. And if there's a young 16, 17 or 18 year old person who wants to learn and get ahead in life and start planning for their future, um, there's definitely a solution out there as to how we could help. Sounds amazing. For a 17 year old, he's a junior yeah. in high school and he's looking at recruiting, right? Mm. So many kids neglect their essays. Their mm -hmm. essays for other scholarships, whether it's on niche.com yep. or any other scholarship website, the essays that you write are huge for mm -hmm. when it comes to actually receiving, whether it's grant money, scholarship money, or even just an increase in the direct school's financial aid. Yep. So what, you, what is your take on the essays that kids can do or other opportunities for scholarships that you know of that a kid should look at? First and foremost, you just hit the nail on the head. Take advantage of them. Take mm -hmm. advantage of them. And, and, and I'll challenge all of, our, all of your young listeners out there, right? Listen, everyone's got this. Everyone, everyone loves their phone. Everyone's on Instagram. Everyone's on TikTok. Some of us are writing longer captions than others. I know a lot of people out there write some long captions, and they love storytelling. Um, if you can do that, you can write a sick essay, right? So take advantage of it. Tell your story. Listen, schools want to hear about who you are, where you're from what you've accomplished, what you plan on accomplishing, right? Just just share your story because there's opportunity to earn scholarship outside and off of the field. And that's what I tell my players all the time, and you guys said it best in the beginning. If a young, talented baseball player can only earn 10 or 20% partial scholarship, 
But because he focused on his academics and that school says, hey, Johnny, I have 40 mm -hmm. or 50 percent academic scholarship. Now add that to the 10 or 20 you're going to get from the coach. All of a sudden, that expensive college just may be in the affordable bracket for mom and dad. But if you're the player that's like, hey, man, I'm the next Aaron Judge or I'm the next Mike Trout. I'm just going to drop bombs and I'm going to, you know, and I'm going to look the part and I'm going to throw 100 miles an hour and you get 50 percent scholarship. But you had, you know, C's and a, and a low two point something GPA, which isn't the end of the world. But that's not what head coaches are looking for. You may have just cost your mom and dad, your mom and dad, thousands and thousands of dollars. Right. So I always say this. <clears throat> If you care about your performance on the baseball field, show me by how much you care about your performance in the classroom. That's just, it, it's just the reality. And I would do anything. I mean, maybe not now because I love being a dad, right? So I would hate to go back in time, although I would like to be younger, but listen, my mom and dad were hard on me in a great way about school. And I'm grateful that that was part of who I was. Um, if I didn't take school seriously, I wouldn't have gone back to finish. I wouldn't have majored in what I majored in. And I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you in one of my first podcast slots as more about what I do in the office than what I do on the field, which is kind of cool. So if you're a young athlete listening to the show and you should tune in every single week is this. Show your mom and dad and show your coach how much you care about your baseball or softball performance on the field. Show them by how much you care about your performance in the classroom because ultimately – Baseball, softball, whatever sport you play will come to an end, whether it's 18 as a senior in high school, whether it's 22 or 23 as a senior in college, or whether it's 35 as a journeyman minor leaguer who almost pulled it off getting to the big leagues like me, or whether it's 40 or 41 and you're just a surefire Hall of Famer like Derek Jeter. It's coming to an end at some point. And what are you going to do when it does? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times what you do when it's over has a lot to do with the interests and things you learned in the classroom. So if you're listening and you're, 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 you're young, take your academics seriously. Um, it, it's going to be rewarding long-term, long but it could help mom and dad financially short-term too when it comes to scholarship time. I think you're absolutely right. I, I, I had a great coach, Coach uh, Sakudo, who, who would bring this point up every day, or at least it seemed like every day, relational everything is relational yep. what you do in the classroom relates to what you do later on in life if you do mm -hmm. well in the classroom you're going to be a better baseball player yep. because if you study you know for your test you're going to probably get a good grade if you yep. you know work on your hitting you're probably going to be a better hitter if you work mm -hmm. on your pitches and your pitch grips you're probably going to be a better pitcher so I, I completely agree i think a lot of students have to understand that the grades are vitally important for the coach to give you that opportunity Mm -hmm. um, and I think that some people just kind of, oh, okay, well, I throw really hard and I'm going to just be able to do it. And that's really yep. just not the case. Yeah. I want to talk about the NIL and, and these players that are in college. We, we interview a lot of college guys and, yeah. and we have a lot of guys that hit us up all the time. And, and, you know, we're lucky enough to, to, you know, be in that circle right now. And it's awesome. Yeah. Love it. Talk to those guys right now. They have a little bit of money They They, you know, they shouldn't be sitting on it. They sh it shouldn't be in the bank. They should be investing no. that money for their future. 100%. Um, first thing, NIL money. I'm jealous. How come this How come this didn't exist when I was playing? <laughs> right? I know for sure that local pizzeria down in South Orange, New Jersey would have hooked me up with something. I'm, I'm jealous about that. But I'm also I'm also excited, right? I'm, I'm excited for this generation of college athletes, man. Listen, I know what it's like to play uh, – 
college baseball and, and how demanding the schedule is between the classroom and, and, and the hours actually playing your sport. It, it's no joke, right? Um, so I'm happy for these athletes. Here's my biggest concern about the NILs, and I'm going to keep it very simple. Up until a couple of years ago, no college athletes at least were allowed to take a dime. So college athletes weren't getting paid. They weren't making money. Now, all of a sudden, you're giving big-time guys that are playing at big-time schools a lot of money. And then you're giving some some really cool big men on campus at maybe some smaller schools a few nickels here and there. And then what are you doing when you're on, when you're on campus? You're the, you're the big man on campus. You're balling out. You got a lot of friends. Now these small companies are giving you uh, you know, a few checks, and you're like, whoa, I have all this money. And then they go spend it. And then all of a sudden tax season comes, and that young student athlete didn't realize, wait a minute. That $5,000 check, I couldn't spend all $5,000 of that? So now they're hit with an IRS bill because they weren't prepared to pay for their taxes. So once again, I go back to what it, it, what we're really trying to do with the player's plan is, sure, are we going to design a plan for athletes and their families to, to succeed and, and win their game off the field? Absolutely. But before we do that, we're all about educating. We're all about educating. So for college athletes that are listening to this right now, and, and, and maybe fortunate to be in the NIL space and, and, and about to earn some money with some NILs. I love it. Keep doing your thing. Go get it. Go get it all. You'd be surprised. There's probably a lot of local businesses um, by campus that would love to support you. Um, so even stop by those those businesses. They would love for you to, to, to bring some exposure to, to their businesses. But you need to be educated on NILs. You need to understand that every dollar that you get is not just for you to spend, Right. You're going to have to put some of it away for taxes because you are now a taxable uh, revenue generating person, right? That's community that 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 is contributing to this entire system, right? Also, to to your point, very uh, very quickly, if you are lucky enough to earn money, whether it's through NILs or working part time, like you said about that example of a younger person, um, here's one recommendation, and I don't want to use advice because we're just on a podcast, and I always say, listen, there's no record. There's no hard recommendations unless we sit down and we go through the whole process. But I guess one little bit of insight would be this. Um, sure, putting your money in a savings account is uh, its better than not saving any money. Absolutely. So once again, I would say, great trade. I'm happy that you want to save. But the reality is you're not getting anything for that. You're getting nothing for that. Nothing in, in your savings account. So if you're trying to save with the behavior of possibly not using that money because you're, you're going to have the behavior of saving it and accumulating it, Let's have a conversation about where those dollars could be best allocated. And you'd be surprised. The answer may not always be, oh, we got to throw it all in the stock market. Um, you'd be surprised that there are options that are very strong, extremely conservative, that will allow you to utilize those dollars, to leverage those dollars without taking a lot of or if any risk at all that is much more and much more beneficial than just putting in a savings account. So once again, it goes back to what I said earlier. Um, take the meeting. Take the meeting, have the conversation, um, and learn a little bit more. And just like you guys have and I have many times in my life, you take a meeting and you're like, whoa, dude, like I needed this and I'm going to do it. And then there have been other meetings where you're like, not for me. But the fact that you took the meeting, that's the only way you're going to find out. And I think a lot of us are guilty, whether we're mom and dads or young athletes or athletes that are in pro ball, we just do what we've been told for years. You know, mom and dad have done it this way, so I'm going to do it this way. Um, I'm an employee of a company, and they said, put money in my 401k, so I'm going to put money in my 401k. 
I work for another business and they had a 529 person come in and make a presentation. So I'm just doing that because that's what everyone does. And once again, not saying that any of those saving habits are bad because saving is better than not saving. But I don't think that we ask enough questions like, is the 529 the best option? Is the 401k the best option or practice for me at this moment? Is taking all of my money and putting it under my pillowcase or just the savings account at my local bank the best option? And I think when we ask questions, we usually find bigger and better answers that lead to better opportunity. You touched on some really good stuff there. And I want to have you put your coaches slash financial <laughs> advisor hat back on here and not okay. just financial advisor. But what are your thoughts on paying for showcases and camps? Oh boy. Um, I'm a little nervous real quick. I'm a little nervous because um, this is a very touchy topic for me. I'm going to tell you why. Um, just quickly, because I don't want to keep you guys forever. Um, I, I give people this warning about me all the time. So outside the office, you know, I have my whole coach Ray all day thing. And for whatever reason, it's kind of growing and it's kind of cool. Um, but I tell parents and kids that I meet all the time. Um, if you're looking for fancy, I'm not your guy. If you're looking for like, you know, shiny gadgets, and I'm not your guy. Um, if you're looking for fluff, I'm not your guy. Although I'm very, I think personable, like I'm not like hard like that, but I'm extremely honest. So in regards to that question, paying for showcases, I think the showcase and travel baseball scene, and this is coming from something, someone who just started my own. Um, I think it's kind of getting out of control. I think that there are a lot of families and parents that are being taken, taken for granted. Um, I think that they're being taken advantage of because of a lack of education. I think that there are certain emails and advertisements that are going out there trying to convince a mom or dad or family that there is genuine interest in their child's ability. Um, when it was just nothing more than just an email blast that's gone out to any email account that will open it. Um, so it's a touchy subject. Um, are there some showca showcases that do provide value? Absolutely. You better believe it. Absolutely. And are there some platforms that are doing good work? There are. Um, but for the most part, for the most part, uh, the travel baseball business um, isn't generating the millions and millions and millions of dollars that it is. Um, if it was just focused on providing value to the top talent in the game, it just wouldn't be making the kind of profit that it is. So I think that, I think that parents, mother and fathers, um, coaches that take pride in all the kids on their roster, I think collectively we all just have to come together and just take some time to get educated. You know, what is the platform? What is the showcase? Who's running it? Are they credible? Um, what is the success rate? Are kids getting scholarships? I, you know, um, from this platform, if all of those boxes are checked and there's a great, you know, they have a great reputation and it's leading to great opportunity. I'd be the first one to say, Hey, listen, we, we got to send you, we got to send you. Um, but I also think that there are a lot of families that they get, they get an email from a big platform with the logo on the email or even colleges, they'll get the college logo and it says it came from coach, whoever, and they're, they're unable to decipher if it was the genuine one where you know the coach was there and actually saw that performance, or if it was just a mass blast email where every Johnny Smith up and down the East Coast got the same email. So I apologize if that was long-winded. I'm just passionate about that too. I do feel that there are a lot of families and young players that are being taken advantage of because, listen, if you showed me my favorite college logo when I was 16, I, I would be like, oh, dad, we got to go. 
right? And uh, I think that there's a lot of that in the, in this space, unfortunately. I couldn't agree more. As a coach, you know, I tell my players, like, if you're going to go to a showcase, you better be ready because you're yeah. going to showcase your talent and there's nothing guaranteed. And yeah. and I do think that if you're not a varsity baseball player or you're not ready to be a varsity baseball player, some of those showcases are just a waste of your money. Yes. But again, parents are going to do what they want to do. And, and mm-hmm. I support my players and, and anyone who, who I come across that, that wants to, you know, play at the next level. But yeah. please understand that that is a reality. Uh, as far as showcases. It is. And it, it, just real quick, if I could just say one thing, um, because this has been awesome and I appreciate you guys. It's, it's kind of cool. It's been like a hybrid of, uh, you know, talking a little bit of finance and planning for your future and, and baseball. Um, this is what I'll say about that. If there's a family that has worked their tail off for years and they are doing well and they're high income earners and um, they love to travel and they love seeing their son or daughter just experience things and they are able to do it and a platform sent them an email and invited them and they want to go because it's in a really cool state or city and they're going to make it a family trip. And Hey, on top of it, Johnny gets to go to this showcase at this really cool stadium and they can do it. And and part of the decision is because we like to travel as a family. We could afford it. We want to give them the experience. I'm the first one to say, dude, amazing, amazing, because he's going to remember that family experience as a family. But if you're a family that, you really are watching your budget and should we go, should we not go? Um, I always say this, it's more beneficial to stay home and train in the cage with a good coach or with mom and dad on the field and put in those those hours and weeks and months and years of work. And then all of a sudden you're a badass at 16 and now you're getting the real attention than to really see, like really push mom and dad, we got to go at 12 and 13 and maybe it's it's, it's a really stretch financially for the family. I just don't, I don't, I don't see it necessary. Um, one, because I live both sides of it. If you guys saw me at 14 and 15 years old out here in Monmouth County, you would have felt bad for me. I batted 157 as a freshman in high school, not on the varsity team, on the freshman team. If someone would have said, hey man, this kid's eventually gonna get a partial scholarship at Seton Hall and play 14 years of pro ball, someone would have said, you're crazy, right? Um, so it would have been a mistake for my mom and dad to send me to some of these showcases at 13 to 14 years old. It would have been a waste of money. Um, so I just think that I, I just, you know, once again, it goes back to families have to be willing to have good conversations and, and have conversations with maybe some people they trust. And hopefully they surround themselves with good coaches that are trustworthy, that would be able to look them in the eye and say, Hey, Mr. Mrs. Mr. Mrs. Smith, um, I don't think it's best for Johnny to go to this. He's a little too young. It's a little, it's too much money. It's too expensive. Let's stay home and train for the next few weeks. And when the time comes in two or three years, I'll be the first one to say it's time for you guys to go check this out. Yeah. The honest conversation. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, thank you so much, coach. We do have our last question for you. Last (laughs) three questions. It's called our last three outs. We do it with everybody on the show. So tell me what's your favorite food? Wow. And oh man, I hope I don't ruin the show now. I'm a food, I'm a food junkie and, and I don't, um, wow. Okay. I'll say shout out, shout out somewhere in your area. Yes. Well, well, okay. uh, Two things real quick. I'll answer the question. Okay. So I'm a big, I'm a big uh, steakhouse guy. I don't eat a lot of steak all the time, but I'm a big steakhouse guy. And out here on the East coast, if you guys ever travel out, you got to go to a couple of these places. You may have heard of them. Peter Luger steakhouse. Brooklyn, New York, one of the most famous and probably people that love steaks, like they're in that game. Um, it, it could be the Yankees or the Yankee Stadium of Steakhouses. And Del Frisco Steakhouse in Manhattan, right across the street from Radio City. 
two of the big time ones. Um, and then here, to your point, shout out, I am from Monmouth County, proudly from down the Jersey Shore, Asbury Park, New Jersey, Porta, P-O-R-T-A, Porta. It's right across the street from the Asbury Boardwalk. Um, pizza, meatballs, that kind of food, and one of the best social spots in all of Jersey. So there's my shout out, Porta. I got married in Asbury Park, so that's a special place for me. Love it, man. Love it. And what's your favorite movie? Oh, let's go right now. Quick story. I'm going to go fast. Favorite favorite movie, The Natural. Okay, The Natural. My favorite baseball movie, but favorite movie of all time. One, because I read the book and then I saw the movie, which has two different endings, by the way, for you guys that are listening out there. Read the book and then see the movie. So Roy Hobbs is my man. I have both of his authentic New York Knight jerseys. And check this out, guys. You appreciate because I coach. I give lessons on the weekends. So I'm coaching this team from Brick, New Jersey. Kid comes in. He's like, Coach Ray, I'm such a big fan. This is amazing. And I'm like, hey, nice to meet you. I'm Coach Ray all day. He's like, hey, I'm Roy Hobbs. Dead serious. This kid's name was Roy Hobbs. And I said to him jokingly, I'm like, I wanted to meet Roy Hobbs my entire life. I never thought it was going to be a 13-year-old kid. So, yeah. So, <laughs> favorite, favorite movies, The Natural. Roy Hobbs is my man. I love it. So on that note, is Roy Hobbs your favorite baseball player? Because I'm going to ask you, <laughs> oh, who's boy. your favorite baseball player, dead or alive? Okay, favorite fictional baseball player of all time, Roy Hobbs, by far. Favorite real life, and this could be a conversation offline down the road um, when we catch up down the road. Favorite baseball player of all time, hands down, my man, Daryl Strawberry, number 18. He's the guy who truly made me fall in love with baseball and is the reason why I wanted to play professional baseball. And then 1A because he was my generation of like when I was at high school and going into pro ball and 20 years ago yesterday, I actually got a chance to play against him in, in major league spring training. Uh, my man, Derek Jeter. Um, so Daryl Strawberry was my childhood idol. I still get goosebumps to this day. I shared a picture of him on his birthday last week on Instagram. And he actually wrote back to me, which as an adult, I still get pumped up about. And then of course, uh, and then of course, Derek Jeter, man, you know, growing up, it, I, I grew up in that, that Yankee dynasty. Um, and then I had a chance to play against him in Big League Camp in 2003. So, uh, you know, no one, no one did it better than, than the captain. So th th those are my guys right there. Yeah, respect, right? Yeah, you, be exactly. you, better, so. you better believe it. You better believe it. That's awesome, Coach. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. If you haven't checked out Coach Ray all day on Instagram, and definitely go follow the Players Plan as well. Yes. So thank you so much, Coach, for joining the baseball playground. Thank you, playground. Coach. No, thank you guys so much. I love what you guys are doing. If there's any any way that I could, uh, you know, that I could help you guys out, spread the word. I'm all about it. I really appreciate it. So keep doing what you're doing. What's up, guys? This is Coach Ray all day. You gotta do me a favor. Please follow the baseball playground on Instagram and YouTube today.